you know, look, who, who, talking about who's paying off who, Haslam's one of the good old boys. Who is he paying off? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, the reaction, hey, we are live, guys. So what are we chatting about? I'm hot. It's humid here in Las Vegas. Hard on. Have you ever seen humid? Look, old guys talk about the weather and what they're going to eat for lunch. <laughs> it is so humid outside that I walk out and I, and I, first of all, with the sun, I'll look like Hardline. Then I'm losing my hair like him. It's 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 really bad out there. <laughs> you know, you go in your pool right now when it's when the humidity is like this, and it feels like bath water. No matter if you have it, just it's bad. So that's what we're talking about. We're um, the same way here in the Carolinas. Absolutely. I'll yes. tell you what, guys. Um, I just got a text. From Charlie Sheen, he wants his shirt back from three and a half minutes. <laughs> 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 I'll tell you what, John, take it away, Hardline and Daily. It's good to see you guys. It's been a month. You know, we're, we're changed up a little bit. We're, we 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 get different format, but good to see the the uh, the uh, Three Musketeers back. Yeah, it's good. To, it's good to be back here again. This is Daily Fish, and uh, we've uh, we are here every week, and uh, usually we're here on. Um, on Mondays, we're here on Tuesday. We wanted to change it up a bit. So we're on uh, Facebook at daily.fish.5, usually Mondays, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, Stitcher, and Amazon, and use all those channels to hear us as well. When we chat with our special guests, you can also watch us on Facebook at Myrtle Beach Golf Channel and Myrtle Beach Grand Grand Life. Check us out on Daily Fish on YouTube by typing in the term DF, DF. We're also on Wingding TV. And we're on Hey Vegas, hey Vegas TV at HeyVegasTV.com. We got some good stuff here. Hey, um, I've been uh, binging the uh, Better Call Saul episodes. And um, the latest one that dropped, you can tell there, Cranston's coming on soon. Well, you you ruined it because you haven't watched the whole show. You just want to see if Cranston was coming back. Chris. But I'll tell you what. <laughs> You have to watch the lead into this latest episode. Are you watching Better Call Saul Hardline? I'm not. I uh, but my brother-in-laws love it, and they've been yeah. step by step through when it first came on up until now. Yeah, it, it's brilliant, and there's two more episodes left, and you go through the. It's a prequel to Breaking Bad, but then you go back to when he first met these guys, and then they where he's at now. He's in witness protection, so I don't want to give away anything. I don't know if Cranston and Jesse, uh, Cranston and Aaron Paul are coming back, but yeah. <laughs> please watch all, all the leading up. So you'll get some of the uh, metaphors that that are in the show. So uh, yeah, it's brilliant. I mean, I, I just, I just, my wife and I yesterday, bored, we binge watched a thing called Uncoupled on Netflix, and I didn't know that Neil Patrick Harris was gay in real life. We played really? a gay guy. Yeah, I did. I don't care. Yeah. You know, he wants a shirt back too. Yeah, but anyways, yeah. He plays a guy that's married to to his to his a spouse in, in Manhattan and, and he gets a call and says, Your house has been robbed, and he figures out the guy moved out. And it's his inner circle, he's a big real estate agent. It is phenomenal. It's the funniest eight episodes I've ever seen. And you Tisha Campbell's great as his partner. So that's what I've been to watch besides that. What are you guys watching? Go ahead, Hardline. Uh, so I've been, I watched, uh, clean clean was uh one that I looked up. I'm a big Adrian Brody fan. I've loved him Ooh. since he was into piano, uh, predators, different things that he's taken on. And clean's just a, a different thing. <laughs> it's nothing new, but the idea of a, a ex hitman trying to seek redemption and trying to work on himself to figure out what is it that he could give back to be better. 
and to move off from it. I actually really enjoyed the movie. I thought Netflix did a good job picking it up. Uh, again, it's an independent film that he did. So even if it doesn't score super high on the scores, even get most of his money back through streaming rights, he's probably made tenfold over versus going into the traditional market of, uh, of going to movie theaters. But I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed Adrian Brody's performance. And uh, I'm waiting to see if maybe he'll come back and maybe do a, a, even another sequel to Predators if they decide to get it right. Cool. I actually uh, started uh, watching the uh, documentary on Netflix about Marilyn Monroe. Uh, it's it's a bit tabloid, but they are there's some accusations there that 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 will affect a lot of people. First of all, they're blaming more of her death on RFK, believe it or not. Mm. And then there's also an accusation in there, and I don't know that they can back it up, but that Joe DiMaggio beat her. And to me, that's like wow, you know. So yeah. now. Have they been able to back it up? I, I don't know. It's it's a little bit tabloid, uh, but anyway, it's it's interesting. There's a lot of great stuff from back in the, uh, you know, 40s, 50s, and 60s uh, to take a look at for you know, people. Well, was that, there anything so. about was there anything about her with Kennedy in the Lincoln bedroom? The other Kennedy. Uh, well, there was certainly there was certainly that, but they were saying it was more RFK. RFK was really her. She banged uh, RFK too. She did, she was she with, according to, according to witnesses yeah. who were who were interviewed and you hear them on there, they say, oh yeah, she always talked about being with the general and he was attorney general at the time. So mm. it wasn't, Bob, it wasn't Bobby Knight. No. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. He wouldn't be as pissed off in the world if he had that. He'd be throwing, yeah, he wouldn't chairs. Be throwing chairs with her. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's great. That's great. All right. Well, we start. we started the whole show off. We were kind of uh, uh, talking about the, the, the Deshaun Watson reaction. We had Kenny Lakin on our lawyer on talking yesterday. Uh, but, you know, Hardline, we haven't gotten your take on it. What do, what do you think with the with the six games? What do you think about that? Uh, you know, look, when we talked about prop bets earlier, I had it uh, at least eight, eight or less. I didn't think it was going to go anything more than that. I mean, look, uh, a lot of people don't like the situation that happened. I totally understand not taking anything, saying anything about it. But what I do know is Deshaun Watson played the game correctly, which was he cooperated with the NFL at every step of the investigation for the most part. He and his attorney went through everything. They turned over everything. He went through depositions. Um, and even when they hired the, the special prosecutor to, to proceed the whole findings, he went through everything. It wasn't like he and his attorney tried to hide anything. You know, they came to an agreement. And I think that this agreement was coming down the pipeline sometime soon. I mean, it, it's easy as it sounds. You follow the money. The money will usually lead you to everything that you need to know. And they gave this man a guaranteed, fully guaranteed contract. You don't do that unless you know or you have some assurances that this guy is going to be on the field for the majority of your season. Um, he took the punishment. Again, he can appeal the the sentence that was ruled down, um, but I know he's not going to. He got, he got off as light as uh, possible in this situation. The one thing I do like that the special prosecutor did say is that he needs to limit uh, his massages to people that the team has dictated to be uh, under their watch, that he should be very careful moving forward, that there are certain things that he should limit. And maybe I think maybe in the close bounds of it, maybe some type of therapy as well. I mean, I'm not saying that he is a sex addict, but with these many accusations, maybe there is something there that he needs help with and going to see a therapist or some type of counseling as well. I think the six games are something that you and you and I both knew around the six to eight was what he was going to get. I don't think that he was going to lose his entire um, his entire season at all, 
especially with everything that was going on. And I know people are comparing this to the to the Ben Roethlisberger situation or even PEDs, but uh, Ben's situation maybe was a little bit different, especially during that time frame because of all the stalling. Uh, he didn't necessarily cooperate right away as much as Deshaun did. And look, Deshaun deferred most things to his attorneys and let his attorney speak for him. And we had to speak. He spoke up. But I mean, look, you hire very good attorneys that make very good money to get the results that you got. Yeah, I just, you know, I, just I was going to say, Fish, what, what, what's amazing that you and I, when we when we were talking on the phone was the reaction. I mean, the vociferous reaction against uh, only six games. Everyone, everyone on ESPN, Lewis Riddick is absolutely appalled and saying, you know what? He went out and he made 23. He claimed his innocence. So his lawyer, I'm innocent. Yet you went and made non-disclosed agreements with 23 different people and paid them millions. Okay. Yeah. The second thing, I'm reading Damian Woody on my phone right now. The, I read the report, egregious sexual behavior and predatory using the statute, statutes NFL. If I were Goodell, Damian Woody says, you have to appeal. Now that comes from uh, Jason McCourty. That comes from Jamel Hill. We've all read it, Hardline. You have not read the 15 pages. Well, it, it's amazing she only gave him six games. Yeah. If you read this report that she wrote, that, that that I'm telling you right now, he's the luckiest fucker on the planet. Because if Goodell, this is the old system, and Goodell's doing this, he's out for the year. I guarantee you. I, I'm not, I still think Goodell's going to give him a higher. And I also think the judge. The women's groups. Yeah, go ahead. But I was going to say, I think the judge was kind of telling Goodell in the NFL, I had to give him this because you guys are so inconsistent on the other things you've done. So I think I think she was really giving it to the NFL to say, hey, wake up. You need to change your guidelines uh, because w- what happened here, yeah, is far worse. But I had to give him that based on what it was before. So I think you're going to see some changes there. But I, I agree with, I I agree with you, Daly. I agree with you. Look, there's – there are things that are outrageous. There are things that you can be mad about. And I could totally agree, but you have to stick with the guidelines that there are and what's in place. And then after you go with that, look, there's certain things that if you're the Cleveland Browns, let's, let's just chop this down to the bare minimum. This is a multi-billion dollar entity. You don't give somebody that type of money unless you have some insurance that this is what it's going to be. Regardless of how upset anybody's going to be money talks. That's that's what it is at the end of the day. And if you have parameters and guidelines that you have to go by, you have to stick by them. You can't say, well, these people are upset. So because they're upset, we that trumps the guidelines. That's why you have the guidelines to begin with. Now, you can go back after this season and make adjustments to it. Unfortunately, he won't fall within that because it happened prior. But that's just the way that the guidelines work. They gave a million dollars hard line for this year. That's it. Of 230 million, only a million this year. It's going to cost them 345,000, which is what you spent at the Cosmopolitan on on refracturing your life. We'll talk about what you did. All I'm saying is that the backlash, the NFL has a really hard time with dealing with sexual harassment and abuse. They give the same suspension to this guy. They do a guy with PEDs. Okay. And in a world right now with Roe versus Wade, and women are on fight. You can't get tampons. You can't get fucking formula. Women are getting crushed right now. There are massive demonstrations right now. And go on profootballtalk.com and look at all these women's groups that are going to come out against them. It's bad publicity for the NFL. All right? All Deshaun Watson loses by this season is a million dollars. He's got your signing bonus. Just a million in salary. I would have taken that year off 
because he got paid last year for doing shit. I take that year off. I would do community service, and it goes away. Now this thing that Sue Robinson did makes it worse for the NFL and him. Trust me. I, you know what? Here's the thing, Fish. I'll, I'll take the heat on this one. I don't think it makes it worse for the NFL because the NFL's already had a bad track record of situations like this. And if you want to go from Ray Rice to Greg Hardy to the situation with Ezekiel Elliott and on and on, it hasn't been the best situation to begin with. No. So I think to dump all this on to Deshaun Watson, I think is a bit of a scapegoat situation, even including Ben Roethlisberger, because I forgot to throw him in that too, Josh Cribbs, and the mm-hmm. list goes on and on and on. He's a, one of the many people in the latest lines of situations that the NFL has had to address. And look, he might be the guy that's in this moment now. I hope that this this is a wake-up call for most players in the NFL, but I'm no. sorry to say that I don't think that he's going to be the last. And this is going to no, be a situation, of no. ongoing situation that keeps going. The last? He just got away with, he just got away with a lot. He just, you know, six games is nothing. The Browns are very happy right now in that building, trust me. Okay, Absolutely. Great player. They're the top five quarterback in the league, and they're going to get him back. All I'm saying, I'm thinking about the women out there. I'm thinking about women's reality. I could not believe the women's reactions on ESPN. Okay, I, I every single one of them, black and white. That's every. There wasn't one person in this guy's corner, not one on a yeah. network that carries the NFL. That to me was very, very damaging. And, and you know, he's walking around practice and pulling at his thing, and people, women are cheering him at the practice. We're all for you, Deshaun. You're fucking nuts. I'm hot about this. I want what's best for the kid. I'm not worried about his money. He's got yeah. money coming. I'll tell you where he's fucked. All right, he'll never get an endorsement again. It's like Floyd Mayweather. With the director after thing, you'll never see Deshaun Watson get an endorsement again ever. No way. Absolutely. Sorry. Move on. Absolutely. All right. What are we gonna hit? What are we hitting next? What are we? What are we uh, talking about here? We got let's so much. Let's talk about the baseball. Let's let's make Daly happy. This is his bread and butter. <laughs> Training deadline. Oh my God! Did you see? I'll, I'll start it off. Imagine, imagine being a Brewers fan right now. And you have a you're leading the division. You lose, you give away Josh Hader, and you're you're you see this real quick. You see this fire sales with David Stink. Go daily. Well, it's interesting too. We had Scott Henry. Uh, I, I I sent you his uh, uh, his text to me uh, about how he's trying to get through this and trying to understand it. it. Was actually very funny. Scott Henry, comedian. We've had him on the show. He's a big Brewers fan. Um, you know what's interesting is that the the, the Padres certainly are the winners so far and again you've got to hope that they're going to get to that since they got they got soto today they got hater uh yesterday um i think the interesting thing with the with the brewers is that um, they did pick up some other relievers some pretty good arms to fill the gap and it could be they're a small market and a small market's trying to extend their seasons so it's not just they don't want to be the washington nationals where they just win once and then they're gone so I think they're trying to extend it to keep their fans. They got pretty, uh, pretty loyal fans, and I think they're trying to do that. Uh, I would say though that the, the Padres are, are definitely the the big winners. Um, my buddy Ken Hine, who's uh, who's my favorite Yankee fan, he said the Yankees better sign Judge now. I don't know. So anyway, and a lot of it seems to be going to the National League. You'll see what the you know the Dodgers have been uh, stacking up as well. Uh, and again, we don't know because it's still we still got about another hour, hour and a half of um, of the trade deadline. So so my Red Sox, Evaldi's still with the Red Sox and J.D. Martinez is still with the Red Sox. But they're definitely I think they're definitely going to go. So what's your, what's your guys take on it? 
I mean, this is the best part of the year. It's the fire sale. It's the part of the year where everybody acts like they hate. See, the first part of the year, everybody hates the Yankees, right? Because all the years everybody said about the Yankees is all they do is buy players. Then the Dodgers came and took the Yankees model of buying a bunch of players and waited to a World Series. And now everybody does the same thing this time of year, which is the arms race of stockpiling arsenals so that they have something. Look, I, I this is my favorite part because everybody now becomes a hypocrite. Uh, I think the Padres had the, I think the Padres won right now in terms of this. I think that they're probably going to make that second wild card spot if they don't get the first one. I love to see them play the Mets in the first round of the uh, first round of the playoffs. And honestly, I just seen this. I, I like what the Yankees are doing. You're right. They need to sign judge. Uh, but they're, you know, they're aggressive. A lot of these teams are going out there and being more aggressive, more than what we usually see at this time of year. Usually there's about two, maybe three teams that are really aggressive that go after players. And it seems like there's about five or six that really believe that get, they got a shot. If not this year, maybe next year and just pulling the trigger and seeing what they could get. Um, kind of moving forward. This is, it's, it's interesting to see where we're going with this now, especially with the Astros, who's the team that's got the Yankees number, uh, the Padres, what we talked about, and even the Braves that are key, that keep making moves. I don't know if being a Yankees fan, how comfortable I am, even with the roster we have right now. I did think, though, uh, Otani was going to be traded. I thought maybe there was a strong chance that he was going to leave, that if the Angels got the right offer they would just pull the trigger and go i mean the angels as i said at the beginning of this uh, the baseball season when we talked about prop bets the angels are the angels i i just don't see them getting any better and even you know mike trout's got that situation with his back you know significant back injuries you know as i said before the injury with his back is he lacks a backbone to tell the angels what to do <laughs> i think i think that injury if if they were going to trade otani and they were talking up to about two or three days before the deadline. Yeah. Um, if they were going to trade him, I, I think that Trout's back completely pulled him out of, of any trade deal whatsoever. So, Fish, what's your take? I just got traded. Just looked at my – I'm bummed out. I got traded from this show to the <laughs> Cleveland Browns where Deshaun Watson is going to sit in my state. He has one population. He gets to have a massage chair and get massaged while he's doing the show with you two guys. Your ratings will go up, but I, I'll tell you what, I could, let me tell you something, guys, right here. See this guy right here? I got it still. Deshaun, I'm coming for you, okay? Look at that. That's <laughs> Uncle Rico, all right? So uh, I, I agree with, with everything you guys just said. I think the Padres, huge. The Dodgers have a 12-game lead, gentlemen. And remember, I, I looked at this stat daily. Tyler Anderson's 11-0. Where the fuck did he come from? And then you get Walker Bueller's coming back, hardline. Yeah. The Dodgers have tons yeah. of injuries. I, I'm all in this. I'm, I'm a, like we talked about this before the show about winning now with this. Like the Nationals won in 2019. Now they stink. They won. They went all in. The Padres are all in. The Rams were all in last year. This year it's the Denver Broncos. That's the new. That's the, the, the new brand is being yeah. all in. I'll take the Padres don't win it or this year or next year. Gone. They'll, they'll be done. They're, they're all gone. So I like the Dodgers. I, I still like the. I, I, what did John say before the season? The Angels or who else? I had the Angels and the Dodgers. I had the Angels and the Dodgers. I had the Dodgers and the Yankees. I'm looking good. And by the way, guys, forget that. Before we go to a different subject, we're going to talk some bets. I made a bet. How are my Orioles looking right now there, Hardline? So that's what I was just about to bring up. So you traded yeah. – did, tra did you trade Mancini? Yeah, they <laughs> traded Mancini. <laughs> and you had 52 yeah. wins. And you know what? When they traded him, did you, did you see the press release? 
We did this to piss off Fish because we knew he bet over 60 games. <laughs> <laughs> you got nine games left. You, you got, got nine. nine you got to get nine. <laughs> I'm, I'm sweating, Daly. I'm Trust me on that one. Boy, well, I take shit from you. Can you imagine I blow that or they blow that? I would never live that down. <laughs> All right. Let's, You're uh, on let's, a hot streak. I was going to say, let's, let's jump into uh, some prop bets here. And, and, of course, Hardline is with us. He's the uh, – with the cost of winning podcast, focusing on fantasy sports and sports betting. Uh, all right. So Padres making the big trades. Is there any difference in prop bets on who will win the series now? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's way different. I mean, they've gone up right now to being a plus 1000 uh, to win the world series before they weren't even close in that, in that range, even before then now they're uh plus 450 plus 475 at some books to win the NL. I mean, they have the third best odds now to win the NL compared to what they were going into last week. I mean, just that trade has made just such a difference uh, going up. I think the two were, it was the Dodgers. I forgot what the other one was in NL off the top of my head. And now the Padres. I mean, it is significant where they're going with this. And I think we'll see as we kind of see Juan Soto play and see how they they use him in the rotation or, or use him where we go for this. I mean, it's a great division. NL West and the AL East are literally, in my opinion, the two best divisions of baseball right now. I mean, you can't get any better than this looking at it, excluding, you know, everything that's going on with Boston right now. Uh, you still got the Blue Jays. You still got the Yankees uh, in there. And in, in the West, I mean, you got the Giants. You got the Padres. You got the Dodgers. Even though the Dodgers got that 12-game lead fish, you can't sleep on your laurels in, in terms of them. I mean, any, anything's possible going down this stretch, even though you're getting people back too. So would you take any of those bets? I would take, you know what, I'm still taking the Yankees. I, I think the Yankees are one. My top two in the AL are Yankees and Astros. Uh, one of them, I think, are, one of those two are going to come out of the AL and be the representative during the World Series. And the NL, uh, I would take, whew, this is a hard one. I still think the Dodgers are the best team. I do think, though, that knowing their history, at some point they're going to screw themselves up. I do. It's just... <laughs> It's it's going to happen, and it's either going to happen with a team like Atlanta or it's going to happen with a team like the Padres. So I would hedge and put money on them right now and see what you could get back out of them because because knowing anything that's – what do they say? Uh, Murphy's Law, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. Anything that can go wrong will go wrong. That's kind of looking at the Dodgers right now. The Dodgers need a work stoppage. They need a work yeah. stoppage. That's the only way they win a World Series. Before we get to football, Ben, I want to, I want to show you three memes that just came across here. Okay, check. You guys are gonna love this. I hear. Check this out. I, I, you know, we 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 always give praise to the Raider Nation. Raider have training camp right now in Henderson as we speak. So lookalikes. Do you think this guy looks like this guy daily in our life? You think Jake Gyllenhaal looks like Derek Carr? You see the resemblance? With the with the beard, yeah. Uh, overall, I think if they shaved the beard off, probably not. No, nah, I, I, I can I, see him I in a for TV movie. Yeah, uh, I think Gyllenhaal cusses too much. Check this out. This is the greatest meme ever. This is society today. We'll get into politics later. Check this. <laughs> 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 okay, we got to read it to him. It's the uh, uh, yeah. What do you know? so, so the means was J Lo. Listen, uh, J-Lo has six rings since 1997, the Dallas Cowboys zero. Then we did a comparison for everyone out there on Spotify and all our listening audience. But that Jake Gyllenhaal, the actor, looks like Derek Carr. And the last one was, and I'll show it again and I'll read it. 
It's a, it's a girl on top, and she's texting a guy. I'm a model on Instagram. And the guy in the bottom says, text about cool. I'm a running back on Madden. I mean, that's great. great stuff. <laughs> Football bets. Here we go, Hardline. I want you to give us some great prop bets over and under for the season. We're all in training camp. And then give us some fantasy sleepers. I have my fantasy draft this Sunday. It's on. Okay. Hall of Fame game is two days away. So let's go first with some great, great prop bets over and unders. I did bet the Raiders over eight and a half. You go with that and then give us some fantasy sleepers. Okay, so I'm going with the uh, the Raiders over eight and a half wins. I think that they get it done this year, especially now that they got a, a better field stretcher in Devontae Adams. Uh, you know, we talked about this, about would Adams come to Las Vegas, and I think him buying that house was the biggest sign that, yes, it was going to happen. He's back with the guy that he's got great chemistry with. Uh, we'll see, especially with Josh Jacobs. I think that might open it up for him a little bit more. Uh, the biggest question I have with the Raiders is how healthy can we keep Darren Waller? I think that in a lack of a better phrasing, and I'm not saying because Devontae Adams is all pro, it is an insurance policy for Waller. If Waller does get injured again, having that guy that could go up and just make a play. Uh, I love the Raiders at over eight and a half wins. I think they're going to be great uh, this season going forward, and I'm interested to see what Derek Carr does with Devontae Adams. Look for Devontae Adams to have over 1,000 yards this season. I think that he will have over 1,000 yards season. Rapid fire on this one, Daly. You go again. Denver Broncos over 10 and a half or below. Quick, how long? Oh, I'm saying we're going to both over unders on on pro, on, uh, on, on futures. So the Denver Broncos over under ten and a half wins. Under. Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, go ahead, John. Go ahead. John. I was going to say New England Patriots nine and a half. Uh, over. Kansas City twelve. Ooh, uh, under. I'll go under. I'll say they're good at eleven. Uh, I'll take over because they're going to screw somebody at the end of the season and get a win, make it five wins. Detroit Lions, five. Over. They Much better team this year. Much better. New York Giants, eight. Ooh. Under because Daniel Jones ah. is horrific. Whoa. Sorry, Dave Panati. <laughs> Daniel Jones is horrific. Hey, you're, you're saying you're, you're, you're being real. The last one. This is a really intriguing one for me. Cincinnati Bengals over 11. I'll take under 11. Ooh. I'll take they'll get to Ooh. 10. Daily, they'll, get to, of- they'll get to 10, but it's hard to repeat. I mean, they they the thing that helped the Bengals last year was they were the healthiest team at the best time. All right, Daly, I know you're interested in this. Uh, Daly, do you play fantasy? Have you ever played fantasy football? I, I played it I played it one year, and I, and then nobody would allow me in afterwards. <laughs> too good too good looking. They couldn't let like, <laughs> like, us like Joe Pendleton from Heaven Can Wait. Anyways, <laughs> all right, hard line. I, I, I'm telling you I'm taking it. I'm, I'm telling you, I have the first pick in the draft of my draft. I'm taking Jonathan Taylor in the first round. I'm really big on taking running backs. I think with a kid like that, give me some fantasy – Studs, give me three fantasy studs you love and th- and three fantasy sleepers and three fantasy busts. There's nine players I want you to pick. Go fantasy studs, fantasy sleepers, fantasy busts, because everyone's got their drafts coming up. So I'll start with the studs. Uh, I love A.J. Brown in Philly. I think that he's in a better division now. I don't think mm-hmm. that anybody in Washington could check him. Uh, 
it's a little bit questionable in New York. Can they be able to check him as well? And when they go and they play Dallas, you best believe that he's going to try and make the best statement, him and Jalen Hurts. I think that A.J. Brown is going to bring a different dimension to that team that they didn't that they didn't have last year. And I think it was a magnificent trade when on draft night when they decided to go after him. Uh, my second guy that I got, he had an amazing season last year. I did not think that he was going to be able to keep it going, but he killed it. Austin Eckler. I mean, what, what the Chargers are doing down in L.A. is phenomenal. Austin Eckler had such a breakout season last year. They're only gotten better when they added uh, those extra pieces around them. And look, Justin Herbert uh, is a top 10 quarterback. He's a top 10 quarterback in the league right now, and I think he's only going to get better. I, I love adding Austin Eckler to that dimension, especially because of all the catches. As you are in the PPR league, all the catches that he gets out of the backfield, that's going to add up drastically for you. And, and the last one is the man, the myth, the legend, Devontae Adams. I mean, I think that if he's on your board, you got to take him. I don't think that you could go bad with him, especially now this year he's in a dome versus having to play outside with the elements of Green Bay. I think we're going to get something even more special this year. Cool. Cool. You got some sleepers? So uh, so I got some guys that, that are questionable. These are my okay. questionable guys that I got, and I know people are going to hate me for it. Alvin Kamara. I know he has been a stud for the last couple of years. We don't know what's going on with his case when he got into that fight in Vegas. Uh, I think it was during the during the Pro Bowl weekend. We yeah. don't know how many games he's going to get in terms of suspension. What is it going to look like in the new offense down there with uh, with Dennis Allen's offense? I don't know how they're going to use him. And now that you've got Chris Olivier and you've got Michael Thomas and you've got Jameis Winston airing out the ball, I don't know what his touches are going to look like. So that's a guy to be real questionable about. My second guy is everybody has him rated as a high average draft position, top three. If he's on your top three, do not take him, in my opinion, and that's Christian McCaffrey. His level of injuries are just so horrid. He doesn't finish out seasons. Everybody always takes him second, and then they're trying to find a way to trade him. I don't know what he's going to look like in this offense, and we don't even know who the quarterback is. Is it Sam Darnold? Is it Baker Mayfield? You know, Is the protection going to be even that much better? I just wouldn't waste the top three pick on uh, uh, Christian McCaffrey. And the last guy I'll throw to you is DeAndre Hopkins. I love DeAndre Hopkins, but he's got, is it six or eight games he's suspended for PDs? Six games that he's suspended for PDs. Same Same as Watson, six games. Six games for PDs. So uh, I don't know what he's going to look like when he comes back. I don't know, look like what the team's going to look like, especially now that they've got Hollywood brother as well. Does that take some of his touches away? Or are we going to see them go a little bit more run heavy? And in that case, you know, John uh, James Conner is definitely a guy that you want to keep your eye out as well. Cool. Who, who would you cut? Anybody you just say, don't even bother. Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, it's just wow. been terrible for Ezekiel Elliott. If you could get him maybe in like the fourth or fifth round, I'd go for it. But does it? he doesn't really catch too many passes. That makes it worthwhile out of the backfield. Yes, last season he had 10 touchdown passes. But he only had three games last year, three where he recorded 90 or more rushing yards. So you're going with a guy that you're hoping, you know, maybe on this might be his week. Everything is a, this might be his week, but you, it's too inconsistent. Uh, Miles Sanders for the Philadelphia Eagles, zero touchdowns last season, zero. Played in 12 games, zero touchdowns, held only two games over 100. I, I think you can find a better running back that's out there um, than you're going to get out of him. And the last guy, I know a lot of the times we talk about him and we talk about, uh, his high-flying ability. This could either be a resurgence career like Randy Moss, or this could just be 
a guy that you're using as a decoy for a lot of things, and that's Julio Jones down in Tampa Bay. Uh, there is that's just a guy I wouldn't even take unless he's a late, late round guy. Uh, you got to look at the fact that you've got Mike Evans there. Uh, you've got Kyle Rudolph and Tom Brady loves <laughs> Tom Brady loves his tight ends. Cameron Bray, uh, Chris Godwin is back as well. I don't know necessarily where Julio Jones fits in with all this. I think he's a stash player with the idea that either Godwin or or Jones maybe goes down, or even Scotty Miller goes down um, for one or two games that he needs to be a plug-and-play guy. All right, cool. All right, and that is the Daily Fish Hardline with John Hardison of The Cost of Winning. You can find him here with us every week. He's also on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You're going to stick around, Hardline? Yeah, absolutely. Good, because we need you, because, Fish, we got some stuff coming up. Uh, we're going to be doing some betting, and we're going to need Hardline's help in it because uh, we, we have those. Uh, g- give me the bet that we're going to be doing, the bets that we're going to be doing every week at uh, at Chuck's. Well, we're going to, at Chuck's Tavern, where I work, nighttime, we're going to do a, uh, whatchamacallit, we're doing a last man standing, which I'm going to get you in too, Hardline. John and I have a pick in there. We're going to put our check. Yeah. You know what last man standing is, Hardline, where you pick it? Absolutely. In the next Come week? Come on. I'm the hard line. <laughs> in, in the Shucks, in the Shucks <laughs> tournament, in the Shucks thing, you get two losses and ties move John. You don't, you don't lose like you do. So you get a mulligan. So it's fantastic. So you're gonna you're gonna do it also. And we're gonna we're gonna get some input from some of our from our listeners and, and our viewers. And then uh, what's gonna call it? We're gonna um, what else are we doing at Shucks? I don't know. I'm drinking. <laughs> I'm, I'm at a loss. Cool. But yeah, but we'll be doing that every week. Plus, we'll be asking folks for for their recommendations as well. So uh, each week when we do that. So uh, make sure to stay tuned here with us here. Also, hey, just a a quick reminder, the Myrtle Beach Golf Trail, great place for a getaway. Myrtle Beach Golf Trail has dozens of courses along the Carolina coast. You can set up a trip for yourself, your family, a bunch of friends. The site is MyrtleBeachGolfTrail.com. You can play there year round. It's nice and hot here now, but you can still play. All right. We got our... Schmuck of the week. Who's been schmucky this week, Fish? Well, it, we did schmuck of the week and swag hardline John Daly for the about year and a half we've been doing this, and I'm putting people down. And I'm sometimes I hurt people's feelings, so I, I'm, I'm changing up a little bit on the schmuck and the swag. I found some videos of schmucky things people do. Okay, check this schmuck out. This is <laughs> now when I play this, I don't see it when you guys do from the from the control station. But you got to give me one of these when it's over. Okay. Hey, am I moving? This is your smock right here, guys. Hey, I don't know what this yeah. is. No idea. Join the Olympics. <laughs> Life could be a dream. Life could be a dream. Do, 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 shaboom. Life could be a dream. If I could take you up and pass. So, uh, oh, is this going to be the swag? It's who's got this the swag? Gonna the swag. Who, who are we going to be toasting this week, Fish? Uh, I don't even know this guy's name, but this is going to be a new pattern. And Hardline, to- toast your water to this. But I, <laughs> I can't even know. <laughs> Bob, how you feeling? Good. Good. How did your procedure go? I don't know. I don't know. I 
Remember, you're supposed to be passing gas right now. I know, it's easier said than done. Trying a couple of good ones. What are you doing down there? Scratching. Goodness. Does that feel better? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's yeah. going to be in the remake of Blazing Saddles. <laughs> Raise your glass to both the schmuck. The guy, the, how about the schmuck card? Like, oh, I'm, I'm good. I'm paddling. He goes over and then the wheel. <laughs> and this guy, he's getting videoed. Oh, my God. Hey, what are we drinking, John? I, I got a Jack and Coke. What about you? Yeah, I got a Jack and Coke too. Do you got one there, Hardline? I got it somewhere, but you is on. Yeah, figure it out. <laughs> I'm drugged. I'm drugged. Here's to our swag and here's to our schmuck. Mm. Jack and Coke. Jack and Coke. I mean, this, is, this is another one. Gin and tonics, Jack and Cokes, pocket tonics. You know, yeah. they're, they're exactly. Jack and Coke was one of my, That was one of my college drinks, my college and early 20s drinks. So there you have it. All right. Hey, the. Daily Fish Drink of the Week is sponsored by Shuck's Tavern in Vegas. Great seafood and drinks in two locations. Head to Shuck's Tavern on North Durango in the northwest side of town where fish is overnight. Say Daily Fish Podcast, you get a free drink. Do it the next day, free appetizer. That's Shuck's Tavern. Check out Shuck's Tavern on Facebook. And again, if you're there overnight, you got to go see fish. Go and say hello to them. And uh, man, there's some good stuff going on. There's some great, great seafood there. And you've got to try it. All right. Other stuff going on here. Um, you know, we were supposed to have a guest uh, tonight, and uh, I, I got a text from him that uh, he must have been drinking because they said he got bombed. Ayman Al Zawahiri uh, was supposed to be on the show, but he couldn't make it. So uh, actually, that's not true. Uh, he was killed last night, uh, or I should say two days ago, by the CIA. He was the head of um, Al Qaeda, he was the second in command under Osama bin Laden. And they killed him in Afghanistan. And uh, so that was one of the big stories. So I know, Fish, you were you were looking at that. I'm pissed off. It's a, not that. It's a great, great, it's a great kudos to the Biden administration. What pisses me off is the Biden in this country is so enormous that the, the right, Fox, has says, well, what was it, Tucker Carlson? One of them said they were using Trump's policies. Bullshit. This is on Biden. Biden did this. When Obama in 2011 nailed Osama bin Laden, same thing. It was Bush's policies. Stop. Why can't we all be happy that a guy that wants to take down Republicans and Democrats, blacks and whites and Hispanics, and they, they want to take down all Americans? Why does it have to be a divide? Why does it have to be red and, and blue over something like this daily? I don't get that. I agree. Happy. I, agree. I, I, I agree 100%. But I got to tell you, the ones who are strutting around today are the CIA. I mean, the fact that we took all the troops out of there, out of Afghanistan, because we didn't want boots on the ground. They didn't want that. And again, Biden took a lot of heat for that. Uh, and at the same time, too, the people who were angry at him for taking him out were also the ones who didn't want to have Americans involved in, you know, foreign affairs and stuff like that. The CIA was able to take this guy out because he was actually uh, cavorting with uh, the Mujahideen in, uh, and the Taliban, I should say, in uh, Afghanistan. And so they got him and they didn't take out anybody else. They just got him. They did it with a drone. So the fact that the CIA is able to do this 
you know, says quite a bit. So yeah, it is kind of a salute, but I agree with you. I agree with you hundred percent. I, I, I don't know why people are doing this. Yeah, he eluded us for 21 years. He was Bin Laden's second in command. He helped plot 9-11. All right. I don't think when they took those towers down and 3000 people died, they said, Oh, how many Democrats and Republicans are in that building? You know what? And I guarantee you this too, in Trump's defense, he tried to go after the guy. So Biden got him. Just be happy as an American. I don't care what side you're on, blue or red. We took out a guy to try to take your life. That's yep. It. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Actually, to me, the 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 big thing that's kind of horrifying today, Nancy Pelosi is in Taiwan, and that could be causing problems with the Chinese. And you know, granted, you know, it's a good, you know, if she wanted to, you know, give the finger to the Chinese, okay, that's cool. At the same time, too, man, tough time right now when you got what's going on in Ukraine and the fact that the Chinese could try to do to uh, Taiwan, what the Russians are doing to Ukraine. So I don't know. It's kind of kind of a little scary there. But uh, but anyway, that's that's some of the stuff that's that's happening. That's for sure. What do you guys think I, of that? I, I, I want to go with this one. I, I've never been a big advocate of this, although I'm a big science guy. But you got when it's 106th hard line at Mount Shasta, you're setting records and there's fires like crazy. This is biblical stuff going on. And you're seeing all kinds of weather patterns go around throughout the world. You have to look at it and think, you know what? Every 10,000 years has been an ice age. Maybe it's our time coming soon. And John Daly's, he's a fatalist. I walk my dog in the morning. I told you, he walks the dog, and every person on the planet knows who this man is. Hi, Kathy, how you doing? Oh, by the way, a bomb's coming in 21 minutes. But I <laughs> have a good day. I, I, I'm concerned about the climate patterns. I said earlier, we, we talk about the weather a lot. But there's stuff going on right now. With with way, I mean, this this thing in Kentucky is horrifying. That yeah. the floods are incredible. Yeah. We're seeing patterns. What do you think, Harlan? You're you're the younger guy. You're in your 30s. John and I are in our 60s. So we've lived and we've seen more weather patterns than you have. Does it concern you that that maybe the world is maybe heating up? Oh, I mean, absolutely. I mean, look, cl- there are people that are climate change deniers. How you deny it? I don't understand because every summer when Al Roker gets on today's show, this is the hottest summer on record. Each summer is the hottest summer. It never, you know, it doesn't cool down. I mean, it's something that you definitely have to worry about. It's questions that we have to ask about ourselves. What are we doing that are causing, uh, you know, these issues? Why is the weather going up? Why do we have long, unexplained uh, cold patterns? Why are bees not migrating the way that they are? I mean, there are so many questions of what are we doing? It's just our constant need or use of for, for certain things that we don't need. Is it our ability to drilling into certain things that we shouldn't be drilling into? Is it our, you know, deforestation? There are a lot of questions that are going on because there are a lot of things that we're doing that's causing this world to go into the pattern that it is. And it's, I, I don't think that it's reversible. Unfortunately, I do think that you could try to mitigate some of the damage that you've done and slow it down. I think that's the best that we're going to get moving forward is slowing it down. I mean, look, I like to be here as long as, as long as possible to see this blue marble. You know, I'm not trying to have it end up like the movie AI where everything is flooded and you got to be on the 38th floor just to survive. You know, I'm, I'm trying to <laughs> trying to live out here. Yeah. You don't want to be swimming all that much. Yeah. And no. you know, the goofy thing is, is that, you know, this is, this was predicted 20, 25 years ago. They, they, we were warned about this and uh, you know, and again, you get to the political side and again, it's other countries as well. But the political sides of it, they couldn't come together for a compromise. And I, I agree with the people on the right who were saying, I, I don't agree with the fact that they were wrong about it, but I do agree with their saying, like, you know, you can't just stop coal. You can't just stop everything. You can't stop gas. You've got to do it in increments and you've got to yeah. work it in. And um, that's that's the thing that we haven't done. So now we may have to do that. 
And, um, you know, nuclear power has got to come back. I mean, that's one of the cleanest. Yeah. Is it a little dangerous? Sure. But they've got to start doing that. I mean, that's one of the things. I mean, you saw what Germany went through. And the reason why Germany's having problems with the whole uh, Ukraine war is because in 2011, when Fukushima happened in Japan, they took down all of the nuclear power plants. As a result of it, now they're getting strangled on uh, gas and oil from the Russians, and they don't have anything else to turn to. So they're going to have to start doing that. France is actually starting to build some nuclear power plants again. So you're beginning to see that. So we need to do stuff like that. And we need to ease out of the bad carbon stuff, you know, and not drastically change it. And that's that's yeah. what we haven't done. No, wrong. Fukushima. I went to sushi yesterday, right? And I asked for a California roll. And they gave me Fukushima and eel. All right. So, <laughs> you know, Harvey, we, we love we love our new format and we're getting some great responses. But I got to ask you this because John and I are concerned being the elder generation that you have to you have to declare your candidacy for the presidency of the United States by April of next year. And I want to know if it worries you if the candidates we have both on the red and the blue are someone that you could look up to for leadership from 2024 on, because I built about one of the shows we did when you were at the Cosmopolitan buying drinks for your wife and all her friends that um, Bill Maher and Howard Stern think no matter what happens with with, uh, with Trump on, on the on the January 6th stuff, it gets indicted or not. He's running. OK, what do you think? And I'll go to Daily Two and then I'll finish it. What do you think is the future of our candidacy? Do you see anybody out there that we don't know about on the Democratic side? I'll tell you right now, on the Republican side, it's either. Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, yeah. or Donald Trump. Do you see anybody on the on the blue side? Do you see Biden going again? Kamala? What do you think? What do you see? Uh, so I think you hit it right on the mark. On, on the red, I think that it is going to be either DeSantis, and I know that they've done a lot of uh, fundraising for him and his campaign so far in a lot of places. Uh, but look, a lot of people really do love Trump. A lot of people love what Trump had to offer. Um, there was a, a bigger divide under him in my opinion i do see him running again if he decides to um but i do know that there's a, a large sector of people that as well that did vote for him last time that that are saying look we tried this before we saw what happened you know it, the point was made but i think it's time to move on to something else that's different uh in, in terms of moving away from him and i think maybe that's what draw people draws people to DeSantis because DeSantis is for lack of a better term a lifelong politician uh on the side of the blue i don't see anybody and i think that if you're the the democrats you you have to seriously ask yourself this question do you want another four years of joe biden do you think that this is viable or do you punt do you punt this year and you say you know uh, going forward punt it we don't have a person that we think is really viable uh for next year but moving forward in future elections, we do have people coming up the pipeline that we think can make something uh, can make something happen. I don't think that he's ready right now, but I do think that somebody in their back pocket moving forward is probably Gavin Newsom. And depending on how that situation goes, I think that that's a guy that they have coming down the pipeline that they want. I think they want somebody younger. I think they want somebody that's a little bit more relatable. I think that the Democrats, the next time that they run, I think they're going to be looking for somebody that's probably no more than probably 
mid 40s, early 50s when they run on that on that side. I think that if you're the Republicans, let's say you lose this election going forward. I think that that's the mindset that they take is maybe they find somebody that's a little bit more centrist. They find somebody that's a little bit younger that they can uh, that people can relate to. And you go from there. And I think that they're the people that are out there. I'm not going to say, you know, any specific names right now that are. Um, I could see saying this and I know people don't want to hear it. If Trump does run again in 2024, I could see someone like Marjorie Taylor Greene either being in his cabinet or maybe possibly being his running mate to be able to pull women. What? To pull yeah. women? Wow. Yeah. Do you have any prop bets on this? Any bets on this? Yeah. Can you, by, by next show, can you figure you know, you, there are? You got to get us some on that. that that's yeah, one of the things we got to work on. That's, that's a bombshell. Marjorie yeah. Taylor Greene? I, I mean, okay. he's. I mean, look, she's always been in his corner. She's never yeah. turned his back on him. She's always supported him and his policies. And you know, Trump's a loyalist. Yep. She'll lose on one thing. She'll lose in the fact when she said Jewish aliens start all the fires. She's a known racist. That's not gonna- <laughs> no, I didn't say that she wasn't. I didn't yeah. say that she wasn't. He's not, he's not that stupid to take her. There's other females out there that'll take. I think the one he's going to take is is Comb, the South Dakota governor that's always been on his side. Very attractive. Uh, she's very pro-abortion and very, very intelligent. So uh, that's what I think if that happens. But, you know, he's a Teflon Don. And I, DeSantis is scary because he's a highly intelligent, a military, basically a hero. Yale was a Yale graduate, John. Yep. So he's a politician. But, John, I want John. John's a, poli- a political, basically, uh, uh, you know, he's student politics. What's your what's your take on this whole thing? Well, I, I agree with a, a lot of the stuff Hardline says, and I agree with a lot of stuff that you've been saying as well, Fish. I do think Trump's going to run again. Um, whether it would be uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, I think that would abandon a lot of Republicans. Uh, there would be too much Trumpian, you know, too much of a Trumpian ticket there. So I, I you know, Christy Nome, I, I think would be actually would be a very good uh, choice for that. Um, I do think I think once we get to the to November, find out what happens. If for some reason the Democrats are able to stem the tide and not have a run of Republicans and the and the Dems kind of control things, I, I think that might change a lot as to what's going to happen in 2024. Um, Hardline's right. I think Newsom is definitely one person there. I think Val Demings is another yeah. one um, down in Florida. Um, the other one is certainly is, is Pete Buttigieg. Uh, I think Pete as the, uh, transportation secretary has been fabulous. He goes on Fox news and they love him on Fox news. Uh, he, you know, he tells them exactly what it is. The other guy, I, a real sleeper, I think is a guy by the name of Seth Moulton, who is a congressman mm-hmm. from, uh, Western Massachusetts. He was also a veteran, uh, very well-spoken, uh, really up on defense and different things. So I think that's, I would say those four right now. Um, but, uh, you know, once you start getting to be about about 15 months ahead, and the reason I say that was because 15 months ahead in 2015, <clears throat> I predicted Donald Trump and nobody else did. And so I think that's when you kind of get a better idea of what's going to happen. But uh, I think there's so much going on. I do think he gets indicted. I think the indictments are coming down and I think he still runs. And I think he should be allowed to run if he's indicted. That's fine. Uh, you know, let the voters decide that. Um, I, I, I got a question. So there, there's been talks a last couple months about this gentleman possibly getting into politics. 
I think that him having a stretch and maybe a presidential run right now might be a little bit of a stretch. But then again, who knows? Um, what is your theory on John Stewart? Because I have heard quite a people throw his name into getting into the political, even if it's just in the cabinet position or moving in that aspect. I could see him definitely. Um, I don't know if it would be like a cabinet position. I could see him in in the executive branch uh, doing something. Uh, I could see him running for Congress. I, I think he could he could be somebody that could that could do that. Um, he certainly knows how to hold a crowd. Uh, he's been phenomenal as far as this this bill for the veterans uh, that the Republicans have kind of walked away from. Uh, he has taken he's done great fact checking. Uh, so. Uh, he's good at what he does. He's very passionate. Um, you know, he's not doing as much TV anymore. He's really he's really been uh, more of an advocate more than anything right. else. But yeah, I could I could see that absolutely. Not for president. But no, I could I, definitely. I, I, see can't, I can't look at the guy. Look at him as always a science teacher in the faculty that catches something <laughs> in his eye. I, I midget Elijah Woods. You know, I want I want to clear the air on one thing because I get I get the most comments about me being an idiot. I hate politicians. Hardline. I don't like any of them. Okay, I'm not a Trumper. I'm not left, but I do have an open mind. So I'll, I'm giving Biden credit. You took down the second in command of Al Qaeda is trying to kill us. Good for you. I'm always for the guy that cares about Americans the most. And whatever happens on your watch is your watch. Don't blame anybody else in the previous watch. When you take this job, you know what the hell you're getting into. So that's why it's so important in 2024. We get this right. I got breaking news as we get out of here. This is not funny. This is something really, this is sports related. Forbes is reporting that Raiders majority owner, majority owner Mark Davis, has taken an offer for an undisclosed minority stake in the team, although he didn't know who the potential buyer is. John and I have said in previous shows that this guy's going to eventually sell. And here, here it's, you know, he's, he's putting wow. the places. In. And, and you got to admit for this guy, Hardison, we haven't talked about this, the top four positions on the Raiders in their organization. President, vice president, director of marketing, director of public relations are all African-American and kudos for them. I'm not just saying that because you're sitting next to me and you're my friend. OK, but you never see the Dallas Cowboys do that. OK, no, never. I mean, I, I give Davis credit when I heard Jamarcus Russell call the Raider organization racist. Call out Davis what you want. They're not racist. OK, you, it's crazy. I mean, look, there's a lot of organizations. The Dallas Cowboys are infamous for this. But they're not Mark Davis. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hired Jay. So, so they didn't say the name. They didn't say the name of the person yet. Review Journal and Forbes just came out with the breaking news. I, I looked at my phone. I got a little ding. I looked down. Whenever Raiders things happen, breaking news. What's your take on that? Who could it be? I hear it's possibly Magic Johnson. I can see Magic Johnson doing it. My guess would be because I believe he was trying to buy part ownership of the Denver Broncos would be Byron Allen. And that would be my guest, the gentleman that owns the, uh, the, the weather channel. He owns quite a bit of things. He's a billionaire. Um, used to be a stand up comic as well. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I think that that's possibly because everything that happened in terms of um, everything with the Broncos, I think it goes with him because even with the Broncos situation with the Waltons buying them, I think doesn't Condoleezza Rice have a position with them or is she yes. like have a minority stake in the team, something along that lines? So I think you know Byron Allen didn't hit on the other one, but I also think look, you know, it's they play in the same division. He has a lot of access, he has capital that's available as well. Him or Magic Johnson would be my two guests. All right, good choices. Wow, very good. Hey, uh, before we go, we want you to check out Hope for the Warriors. They have a big celebrity golf event coming up. 
August 27th to the 29th. It's going to be in Wallace, North Carolina. That's near Wilmington. I will be there. And all you got to do is just go to hopeforthewarriors.org. And they help warriors who are wounded get back into life, get back with their families. And again, hopeforthewarriors.org. And uh, before we say goodbye, I just want to say, hey, thanks for being with us. Remember, Daily Fish is live from Vegas and Myrtle Beach on Mondays, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, although today's a different day. Uh, we're on Facebook at daily.fish.5, plus the Myrtle Beach Golf Channel and Myrtle Beach Grand Strand Life. You can catch us on YouTube and Wingding TV. We're also on Hey Vegas TV at heyvegastv.com. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, Stitcher, and Amazon. You can write to us at dailyfish1 at gmail.com. And let's talk a little bit about DF fish before we, as we say goodbye. Well, it, when you go and you, and you hit us up on YouTube or you hit us up on any of our listening platforms like Spotify, it's instead of just looking for Daily Fish, it's going to say DF, <coughs> which really means the fuck. But DF for Daily Fish. So that's what we're going to tag. Sometimes I'll tag a show. I'll say Hardline with great prop bets in the NFL. And you're looking for and looking for Daily Fish and you can't find it. So it's always going to say DF. Which John pointed out to me because John never said Daniel never said the word shit or fuck. That's my this is my mantra for the rest. I'm going to get him to say the word shit <laughs> on national podcast platforms. But you see, oh, DM, yeah. when you want to look this up, Facebook's Facebook. When you're on YouTube, any of our listening platforms, it's going to say DM. And it, it, like I said, we're live on YouTube and, and Facebook. Not so much YouTube anymore. They keep going through our shows to see if I say anything that's will put us in jail. Like an F word. Yeah. Yeah. Like an F word. Yeah. Like, like full bar. <laughs> beyond recognition. <laughs> recognition. Yeah. But it's great yeah. to have hardline best. Great to see you guys. I mean, it's been a long time. We want to appreciate it's it. Been a while. It has been a But to get hardline, you get it. We want a young person's perspective. Someone that's better looking than daily, not me. And that's you, Hardline. So, you know. Yeah, try. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. Well, Wait, go ahead, real quick, John. I want to get this out. And Daily, you're the man. You're the host. Take us out. But no, go ahead. Go I cannot wait to watch. Cannot wait to watch Hard Knocks next Tuesday. Ah, it starts. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm saying so. We've been passed over so many times for that damn show. Oh, we've tried so many years <laughs> to try to get our Hard Knocks. But I, you know what? Um, I will say this, and, and and if he's listening, God bless him. I had my concerns about you, but Mr. Campbell, you are definitely winning over the city of Detroit, and you are definitely winning me over as a head coach. I, I give you a lot yeah. of credit and a lot of kudos for what your what your mantra is. So whatever you're doing, keep doing what you're doing, and keep and, and, and the names of an old Raiders coach, old Raiders coach, knock on wood, knock on wood, <laughs> knock on wood. Are you with me? <laughs> there you go. There you go. We're with you in your lawsuit, John. Go get him. All right. Hey, folks. Also, just, you know, notice we've we've got a little bit of a different format here. We're going to hit issues. We're going to talk about sports, entertainment, politics, everything in between. We're going to be controversial, but informed. And again, as Fish says, no woke, no extreme, no Karens, and no social justice cops. We just let the threes fly, and we aim for the third deck. It's a bumpy but fun ride. Glad you're all with us. Folks, we'll see you next week. Next Monday, check us out on all those different channels, and uh, we'll be here. Hardline, thanks, buddy. Fish, great being with you, buddy. Good seeing you guys, man. A lot of fun.